Megan Chapa, and today I am privileged to have my daughter Oriah Chapa here. But first, we are going to have a couple updates, starting with Judy Yurza and her pilgrimages for 2018. Judy has officially decided on a date for the trip, which is June 16th, 2018 to June 29th, 2018. And they picked those dates specifically to cater to multi-generational families that might be attending or wanting to attend. Uh, this is so that kids can be out of school and that families can, you know, potentially do this together. They've also arranged for their priest to attend, and he is Father Leo McDowell. This guy really does sound amazing as far as his service to the Catholic Church is concerned. He was ordained in 1994. He's currently the priest of the Diocese of Great Falls, Billings, Montana, and um, he is also the pastor of St. Mary Parish in Livingston, Montana, which includes a parish school and the churches in Gardner, the north entrance of Yellowstone National Park, and Clyde, Montana. He's also the pastor of the of a second parish church in Big Timber, Montana. Father McDowell has served as spiritual director for several tours, and by several, I mean 206 pilgrimages, including the shrines of Italy, Mexico City, Guadalupe, and the Way of St. James. He's also accompanied youth from his diocese to World Youth Days in Rome, Madrid, and Krakow. Father McDowell is active as the state chaplain for the Knights of Columbus and is a member of the National Catholic Committee on Scouting for the Boy Scouts. Father McDowell also retired after serving 23 years in the United States Air Force as a reserve chaplain. So, the guy sounds amazing. You might just want to go for him. But... We will put notes to Judy Yours' trip in the show notes and a link to her episode, which I believe is number seven, where you can hear it directly from her mouth and her story. It's an update on the Travel Agent Interview Facebook page. I added a community this week, which I should have done prior, but I didn't really understand the function. I thought, why do I need to maintain a second thing? And the reason is because this allows you to tag people as in tag guests of the show and influence and interact with them directly. So you can tag them and ask them a question. And this is a great way to interact with them because we're all on Facebook all the time. It's kind of shameful, I guess, but it's also a great way to communicate. So if sending an email is a little bit too much commitment for you, you don't want to give out your information right away, you can just tag them in the community and then they can get back to you right away or another travel agent on the forum can. So just another option, neat way to stay in touch. Another thing is that I got some feedback on the show this week through some reviews and emails. And I just want to thank you. It's very encouraging because you know, this goes out into outer space. I can see that thousands of people listen, but I don't often get feedback. So if you wanted to leave a review on iTunes or on Facebook or send an email, that would be fantastic because it's really nice to get feedback. So thank you everyone that has. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to hearing maybe some of the places you would like to go or some of the styles of travel you're looking to do and who you might be looking for and who I can find to put on the program that is um, what you are looking for because this is meant to be a resource for where travel agents can meet clients and clients can find travel agents to make their bucket list travel happen. So anyway, that's that. But uh, we're, I'm going to bring my daughter, Oriya on the program. Oriya, welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. And we're going to talk a little bit about some children's programming and options and things to do for kids in Oxford in the fall. So one thing I'd like to remind parents is that this is a city 
you will be doing a lot of walking. And although it's a small city, I mean, it might be like five miles across, you will do a lot of walking. So although there is very good public transportation, it might actually be faster to walk to your destination than it is to wait for a bus or something along those lines. So bring walking shoes, make sure you have a stroller if your kids are younger, and I would recommend maybe a baby carrier of some sort, an ergo baby, not a huge hiking backpack, although you do see them, but something that uh, kids can see into the display cases if they're too short. For example, our two-year-old cannot see into into the display cases, and although there are some chairs in those areas, they're not necessarily meant for kids to stand and look into every case. They're kind of like observation for adults to ponder and think about, you know, the intestinal parasites or whatever they're looking at under the glass in the box. So um, we bring our big bob stroller. We can park that, no problem. And we also bring an ergo so that Joey can see into the cases. And if you're worried about your stroller getting stolen, which could happen, bring a lock. So that's that's just a tip on that. All right, we walked today, October 8th, from our house into Oxford, which was a nice fall day. It's kind of like Boston's best two weeks of September for a really extended period of time. The leaves are crunchy, the air is crisp, and it's walkable. Does it rain here? Yes. A lot? Yes. <laughs> every day? Yes. No, not well, no, every day. mostly. It does. So one thing to know about Oxford is that in the fall and in the summer too, there's going to be some rain. It's not going to be all day, but it is appropriate to bring an umbrella or a rain jacket with you. But other than that, when the sun is shining, it's really lovely. And um, I don't know. We think that the weather is exciting. Hopefully you will too. But it does rain. This is kind of where the stereotype type happens for the country is right in this region. So bring an umbrella or bring a rain jacket so that you're not caught off guard. But It really is this really extended, lovely fall period. And yes, there's a Starbucks around here where you can get your pumpkin spice latte and stroll through the autumn leaves and enjoy the beautiful buildings and the culture of Oxford. Okay, so we walked, and what was happening today? We followed the path of the Oxford Half Marathon. So the Oxford Half Marathon is really exciting because it's a half marathon, so a lot of people participate that aren't super athletes that don't have you know, years and years to train, but um, there's a lot of families that run together. We even saw some kids running. We saw a guy in a bear costume and a guy in a robot costume and people just holding hands and crossing the finish line and people just cheering for whoever was there. They didn't even necessarily know them. People were handing out flowers. It was just a nice experience. So, And one of the ladies gave me a, um, a yellow flower. She did. It made a rise day. So uh, early October, if you are someone who likes to run marathons and you're thinking about traveling to England, maybe you should keep uh, early October on your calendar because that the half marathon is in early October and it's gorgeous here. The scenery is just lovely. You're running past these old buildings, farmland. It's wonderful. We'll, we'll post some pictures on uh, in the gorgeous. show notes. Go it's ahead. also gorgeous when the rain is just sprinkling and you can barely see it. You think so? And also when the flowers are also trying to bloom. Yeah, which happens a lot here. They bloom all year because it's pretty it's temperate climate. Because it's raining all the time. Because it's raining all the time. You know it. 
The last thing we'll mention about the marathon is that the race endpoint is exactly in front of the museum that we're about to talk about. So while mom or dad is running the half marathon, the kids can be playing in the museum. And then when it gets time for them to come across, you can walk out the museum front door, go stand at the finish line, cheer like crazy, and meet your family, and go to a pub for lunch. The marathon plus the museums is a great time to visit Oxford in the fall with a pumpkin spice latte. All right, so... One thing about Oxford that is fantastic for families is that there are a lot of free museums. So today we're going to talk about two different museums and the first, Oxford University's Museum of Natural History. And this is a museum where they're going to house lots of dinosaur bones and lots of examples of animals on different continents to include a live cockroach display they have a bee's nest on the second floor, and there's a cafe in the top, too. But on top of that, the architecture is amazing. The stonework is just glorious. I mean, this building was meant to be a showpiece, and it really is. And I've been there twice this week. The first time I took the two-year-old, and he saw the T-Rex, and he growled really loud. And then they have a T-Rex uh, reproduction of what they think the face would look like, and it was scary. But then we saw the cockroaches and everything was good. What else do they have there? The things that you like, they're shiny. They had some shiny, shiny shells. They had some horns. What else do they have? The thing that you were looking at today and you said, look at all the little crystals. There was a big, big crystal rock that mom took a picture in front of me. Do you like rocks? Yes, I love geodes. I like some crystals. And Joey and I both have some rock collections. I have four. Yeah. And Joey has a way bigger crystal than me. He does. How big was that crystal that you looked at today, the big piece of quartz? Is it bigger than any you have? Yes. How big? You can't see it, folks, but it's about a bowling ball size. And they do. They have a single crystal, quartz crystal, that's about the size of a bowling ball. Do you like shiny rocks? Yes. Is your dad in trouble? No. No. <laughs> Is your husband in trouble? Oh, no. Oh, yes, he is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, he is. All right, so they have, so the Natural History Museum is great for kids that like rocks. They have uh, just so many specimens from all around the world. And Go ahead. Little kids that like animals, that like dinosaurs, that like some bones, that they like birds, mm-hmm. all, and like they like geodes and all kinds of stuff. They, they pretty much have mostly stuff that kids really like, really. They do. And what yeah. about fossils? Yeah, they have some fossils, too. They have some really pretty seashells. They have some lobsters that you can look at in yeah. a box and some crabs. They have a lot of kid stuff there. They do. And they yeah, also have that. scavenger hunt papers, so... You can go on these scavenger hunts and look for some things around, which we haven't had the time to do yet, but we will. Yeah. I know. I said next time. We we ran out of time today. Now, on the second floor of this museum, when you go up, you can see right now there's a display that's a bee's hive where you can spin it around and see bees working on both sides of the hive, where I actually saw what I think was 
an adult bee feeding a baby bee in the honeycomb. I'm not positive, but I think that's what it was. And that the um, there's a tube that the bees could go in and out, and they could go to the flowers in the garden, then come back in with the pollen and do all of their bee things. Was so that was bees? pretty cool. It was real bees. Yep, it was real bees. It was pretty crazy. I didn't see that. I saw it with your brother on Tuesday. I know. Sorry, babe. We'll go back another time when we have more time. Okay. Okay. On the second floor, they also have a cafe where they have some sandwiches and coffees. It's nothing too gourmet, but it's enough to wet your whistle and maybe stem your appetite. But you're in the middle of Oxford. If you go outside and walk a couple of paces, you're going to come to a food truck. So, or a nice little cafe, which we like all of those things. Now, the main reason we went to this museum today is actually to get to the Pitt River Museum, which is through the backside of the Oxford University Museum of Natural History. And we go in there because we want to take advantage of the city. We want to see what it has for kids. And because Oriah is studying... African stuff. African stuff. And this week you guys are making what? African drums, African instruments. Yeah. And we wanted to go see if we could find some examples of those things that when you go to make yours, you know what they are really like. So what did we find at the museum? We found some drums. Yeah? what they look like? Um, well, they were kind of like real drums, but way browner because they were really, really old. But some of them had some strings on them. Yeah, because they were sewn together with leather. Yes. We also saw an African ukulele. Oh, yeah, it was a ukulele. <laughs> It was um, a guitar of types. I think it might have been a banjo. We saw some thumb harps. Yep, and what did they look like? They looked like they had some um, black um, types of... Keys? Keys, and then you would put press your thumb down, and it would make different... Um, Stringy noises. Yep, different sounds. Yep. Do we see anything that you use for your mouth? We saw some things that looked like kazoos. Yeah, kazoos, and what else? Some um, horns. We saw some seashells that were horns. Yep. And one of the horns that we saw that was not a seashell looked like Lucy's horn. Um, and I am reading some Narnia with Dad, and Lucy is in Narnia, and she has a horn from Father Christmas, mm -hmm. and one of those horns looks like the horn that Lucy had. Yeah, it sure did. No, Susan. Susan. Okay. So that's one of those. There are also a lot of horns made out of animal horn. Yes. This looks like we have some African animals and maybe some ram's horns and things like that, some seashells. But then this weird horn, this is the one I was telling you about, right? You see this guy playing this horn in this picture, which we'll put this picture on the page. What is this made out of? Do you remember? This, this horn that we saw was made out of a male's leg. A man's leg bone, it sure is. Apparently, and it was kind of creepy, but... Yeah. It was definitely different colors. Yes. They definitely painted it. Yep, so this museum kind of has the best examples of different cultures from around the world. Yeah. So they'll have like a clothing section, and it'll go through clothing around the world, an instrument section. It has like kind of a talisman section, which is really super creepy. 
and um, and they have a music section. So this this horn's actually from Tibet, and it is a man's thigh bone. And there's a picture of a man playing in some kind of ceremony. Looks super creepy. Um, what else did they have? Um, they had some rattles. Yes, they also had. Yep. So in the clothing displays, Oriah is grossed out to say it, but they had some outer coats. That were made out of guts. Guts, yes. They were, yes. It looked, they actually looked like really fine kind yeah, of Yeah, except they're really silk, brown. Except for it was uh, seal's intestines. Of guts. Of guts, it was. Um, we also, go ahead, Araya. We also saw a toad that was smushed with all kinds of thorns in it. So every month they do these after dark sessions, and the one this month was about talismans and magical things. And one of the things on display was a toad run through a thorns um, attached to a heart. So there's some imagery for you. Pretty gross. We won't be displaying that on the podcast. Also, um, from floor to ceiling, they have a humongous totem pole. One of the things that was Oriah's favorite was the shrunken head section. <laughs> it wasn't your favorite section. No, Do you remember me. why they had the shrunken heads? Because some of them were made out of sloths. Okay. Yep. So, uh, warring tribes would would behead their victims and kind of claim it as a trophy. But and uh, in substitute in in the case where it said where it was close relations, they were substituted out for sloths' heads. So we had some tiny human heads and some tiny monkey heads, and we'll we'll put a picture of that up too, and, and they are authentic. Alright, is this a place where you would go back to again? I think it's really cool. I would like to go back to it. You learned some things to take back to your class this week? Well, we can't, like, we can't buy it. No, you can't buy it. That's why it's free to the public. It's for everybody to have. All right. Is there anything else you want to say about what kids should know about traveling to this museum? We also saw a humongous, yeah, humongous fossil of a bug that lived in the ocean. Yep, ocean bugs. Yes, and it was a humongous shell. Yeah. Like if I went underwater and saw that, I, I didn't. I would not want to touch it or see it or all. Because it would eat you? No. Because <laughs> it was humongous and it's probably going to be kind of gross. Like slimy gross? Yes. Do you like slugs? Yay! How many slugs are there in England? 9,000. Probably 9,000 million, 100 billion. Uh, How many snails are here? The same. How many spiders are here? The same. So, is that a lot? Yay! Do you love spiders? Ew. Ew is right. How big are they? <laughs> In our backyard, I've seen really, really big ones. Yeah. Something that you should know about visiting England is, if you have an arachnophobia, though the spiders are not poisonous, there are many and they are everywhere. 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 Well, anything else you want to say, Araya, for this week? Kids should visit Oxford. Kids should go to the museums. Oh, they and they also should have, wear walking um, shoes. What should kids eat when they come here? 
No, not macaroni and cheese. I'm sorry, but the British do not make mac and cheese right. What they should have is fish and chips for a meal. And what should they have for breakfast? Meat. Meat? Of course meat, but what could you... Chocolate croissant. Chocolate croissant, your favorite thing. (laughs) (laughs) And then they should go to the museums to walk it all off. All right, babe. Thanks for being on the podcast with me. You want to say good night? Good night. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) She loves you, people. (laughs) All right. I'm joking. I don't love you. So this is. But I love you that you're listening to mine. She's out of control. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) This is Megan Chapa of the Travel Agent Interview, bringing you an episode on exploring. exploring Oxford with children and specifically that you should visit the museums because they're free and they will give your children examples of things from around the world that they will never get to see otherwise. So if you want any more information on that, please visit the show notes. And until next week, this is Megan Chapa and Oriah Chapa. And also me. Saying good night. Good night. Thank <laughs> you.